Nika Johnson's our guide to the latest things to do and see in Amsterdam right now on Travel with Rick Steves. Nika works as a guide on river cruises in Europe for Tauk Tours when she's not at home in Amsterdam. Nika, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rick. So what's the big news for visitors planning to go to Amsterdam uh, these days? Ah, museums, museums, museums. They've all been renovated, and they're open and uh, welcoming everybody. This is great news because we've waited a long time as they've been closed or moved around and so mm-hmm. on. And, and, of course, the Rijksmuseum is the big one, the National Art Museum. How's the new Rijksmuseum? It's absolutely stunning, the architecture. I mean, it's the first time it's been renovated since its opening. So this is a, a huge, huge feat for them. It was 10 years over budget, as you can imagine, but it, it is an absolutely remarkable display of uh, pure Dutch architecture. So they spent a lot of money. I understand they spent about $500 million to renovate this thing? They did, yes. That's incredible. It's a lot of money, but it shows. It was it's, sort of purpose-built as a museum, isn't it? It and, was, And yeah. uh, now just better than ever. And the Night Watch, the most famous painting of the Golden Age of the Netherlands, is back in its original position. Right in the, the Rembrandt the Room. Oh, that's so exciting. And also, just a, a few blocks away, we've got the Van Gogh Museum. It mm-hmm. was closed for a while. What's new with the Van Gogh Museum? Uh, just uh, the same thing. I mean, they just kind of went around and tried to, to tighten it up a bit and uh, make it look a little bit more appealing to the, the tourist and showcase the, the paintings a bit better than they were. Okay, so you want to complement your Golden Age Rembrandt and Franz mm-hmm. Hall's uh, sightseeing in Vermeer. You would go a couple blocks away and see the beloved The Van beloved Gogh Van Gogh. Van Gogh, thank you very much. <laughs> the Dutch pronunciation of Vincent. Yes. Now, what's striking for me all over Europe is there are industrial ports, and with modern shipping needing deeper ports and everything, a lot of times they would abandon the traditional ports and move farther away, leaving what were thriving ports to be run down and, and pretty much vacated. And then they see that, and they can uh, renovate it, and now it's uh, reinvigorated. And it happens in Hamburg, it's happening in Antwerp, in Oslo, and it's also happening in Amsterdam. And when you go just to the north of the city, you see the, the great uh, waterway there. And across the way, we've got the new Film Institute. Talk about what's happening on the Amsterdam seafront or, or riverfront. There's actually a huge amount of uh, productivity happening there. We have our new Palace of Justice that's just opened up there. Uh, you're seeing lots of um, almost new islands being built. In fact, uh, we have a big one called Java Island, which is in between North Amsterdam mm-hmm. and actually between there and the central station. We have a saying, you know, that, that God created the world, but the Dutch created the Netherlands, and you can constantly see that being reinvigorated it's day in happening. and day out. It's still happening. And this I, E-Y-E, Film Institute is very striking. Have you been to the I? I have. And it's funny because it's kind of a play on, on words. I mean, it looks, if you're looking at it from a distance, it actually looks physically like an I. And it's uh, won some awards just for its stunning architecture. Hmm. However, it's built on the river I, which is spelled I-J. I-J. <laughs> yes. And it is a fun, in love with life, in love with movies kind of place, and it mm-hmm. is welcoming to the public. And it's right there on the water. You have a great little cafe as well when you're done, and you can sit right there on the water. Take Friends. the free ferry across from the train station, Thanks. take mm-hmm. your bike or walk over to the I and, and, mm-hmm. and have a cup of coffee and enjoy a little bit of cutting-edge Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I'd say it's more important than ever now to take one of the canal tours that do go out into the harbor. Exactly. And the harbor, you've got lots to talk about. And most of them will actually go out there. That's great. And and that didn't used to be so important, but now I think there's so much happening in the harbor that Mm -hmm. it complements a look at the canals. Mm -hmm. You know, in the United States, we've uh, legalized recreational marijuana in two states, Washington and Colorado, and a lot of people who were interested in drug policy reform were inspired by the Netherlands. Now, actually, there's a little um, struggle going on in the Netherlands uh, looking at its marijuana policy and so on. 
What's mm-hmm. the latest on marijuana policy in the Netherlands? Well, I think it's very interesting that uh, they have legalized it here when, in fact, we have never legalized it. We've just not made it illegal. <laughs> in the Netherlands? It's just not illegal. Okay, so it was like decriminalized. Or, it's or, decriminalized. It's, there's no law saying you can legally smoke. You just right. can't. It, you're just not illegal when you're doing it. And so if it's within a certain amount, so mm-hmm. anything under five grams is considered recreational. Now, there was some uh, debate within the Netherlands that the federal government wanted to tighten up on these laws, but mm-hmm. the mayors were actually countering the federal government because the mayors are dealing with law and order in their streets, and they know if the coffee shops shut down... There's going to be thugs selling marijuana on the streets, and there's going to be violence. Mm-hmm. So the mayors, interestingly enough, were advocating for maintaining the liberal status quo when it comes to this easygoing approach to marijuana. Yes, when it came to the floor, actually, the, the words that came out were, we do not want to become America, where everything gets very criminalized. It goes underground. You start seeing weapons, and it, uh, it becomes more dangerous. And uh, Joe from Silver Lake in Ohio is on the phone. Joe, thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. My question... Uh, centers right on just what you were just discussing, the the drug use over there, because uh, I'm going to be going over there for the first time with a group of friends. We're actually taking a river cruise, but we're going to spend several days in Amsterdam. And I was just uh, wondering, with the liberal use of drugs there, is there any safety or, you know, concerns that we should be aware of? One thing I'd comment, Joe, before we go to Nika, is that By every estimate, our governments and their governments, uh, the Dutch smoke about half the pot that Americans do. So just because they're liberal about drugs doesn't mean it's more consumed. Uh I would say there's more danger relating to drug consumption in the United States by far because it's criminalized and there's so much money and violence involved in it. Where in the Netherlands, I know a lot of Dutch people who have never even smelled marijuana. It's just, you know, some people smoke it, it's down at the coffee shop and you can go there, but it's really not a big deal except for a lot of Americans who go over there and can't believe that you can buy a joint down the street. Well, I guess that's probably part of my surprise, I guess. What, what is that? What's, what's your surprise? Well, I mean, the fact that it, it is so readily available and, and maybe that everyone just is very nonchalant about it. That's the beautiful thing about it. When you just take the crime out of the equation, people go, okay, been there, done that, and, and let's not fill our jails with it. I understand the Dutch even have so few people in jail, they're renting out cell space to the Belgians. <laughs> to the Belgians, yes. Is that true? <laughs> we are. <Okay. laughs> Nika, any other thoughts about safety in the Netherlands? Uh, well, safety in the fact that just be aware of your surroundings and, and find um, there are certain coffee shops that are probably better than others. There are people that do lurk in there looking for tourists so that when they've let their inhibitions down, you're a target as you leave or you're a target while you're in there. Um, they have your number. They know. But uh, again, just be aware of your surroundings and uh, and listen to the uh, the people behind the counter. They're the experts. You mm-hmm. know, they'll tell you how to use it, how much to smoke, or how to, mm-hmm. um, because they're all very different. And if some of the potencies, I mean, they're known for being very strong. So you have to be careful. And if Joe's just concerned about his own safety from other people, and he's not interested in smoking himself, I, mm-hmm. I would just remind you there are unsavory types all over the world that are going to target tourists because you know, we're the ones that are out of our element and, and we need to just be a little more on guard. But, but Joy, I, I don't think, Joe, there's any connection with your personal safety and uh, Dutch policies towards prostitution or drugs or, or anything. The Dutch just have a very pragmatic approach to things, and, and for us it's fun to go there and check it out. That sounds good. All right, have a good time. Thank you very much. And Caroline's on the phone in Dunwoody, Georgia. Caroline, thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Do you have a comment or a question for Nika? I do. It's kind of a two-part question. My girlfriend and I are going over to Amsterdam, and we have already uh, pre-booked online our Anne Frank tickets because I didn't get to do it last time I was there. 
Um, what other top attractions would you pre-book to avoiding standing in lines? And what flower market in the morning would you consider worth getting up really early to see? Okay. Well, if you're going in the springtime, definitely you want to go to the Kokenhof. It's uh, our basically our exhibition garden, and it's 8 million tulip bulbs mm. and hyacinths. And I mean, it's just absolutely stunning. If you're in the city itself, we have the floating flower market. But if you're buying tulip bulbs, be careful because they have to be okayed to take back home to the United States if that's where you're coming back to. Uh, a lot of times you can have them shipped, and they know where you are. They'll ship them to your house when they're supposed to go on the ground. That's good advice. Also, um, Caroline, if you're interested in flowers, I loved the flower auction in Ellesmere. Oh. Is that right? Near, it's in Ellesmere, yeah. Near the Schiphol Airport. Mm-hmm. And how do you go out there on a train? You can actually take a bus from the central station, and it'll okay. take you out there. And, in fact, that's basically, it's the stock market for the flowers. And this, in, in some ways, is the biggest building in the world, they say. It, it is the in, biggest it, building. Yeah. And it's filled with flowers, mm-hmm. not airplanes. I mean, this is an amazing thing. <laughs> and you'll be there, and you'll see this incredible business metabolism as they auction flowers every morning that are then flown to all different corners. And, and that, for me, was one of the most interesting sites in the Netherlands. Also, uh, Nika Carolyn was asking about making reservations in advance. Uh, smartly, she got the reservation Definitely for Anne Frank. Definitely the Anne Frank. Um, if you want to see Van Gogh or Van Gogh, you definitely want to get a ticket for that as well. Online? Be- online. You can mm-hmm. get that online or the Rijksmuseum because right now, it, actually, the Van Gogh Museum was our number one museum up until the Rijks reopened, and we just surpassed it. And so it's, those are the big three, Caroline. Those are the big three. Anne Frank, Van Gogh, Van Gogh, and the Rijksmuseum. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I just wondered if there was some other hidden um, hidden museum that I hadn't really thought about. Well, there are hidden museums, but they I don't know. have lines, and that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. I mean, there's so many great museums in the Netherlands. You've got the Tropics Museum. Mm-hmm. You've got the Handbag Museum. You've got the Little Pipe Museum. <laughs> and my favorite, you've got the Dutch Resistance Museum, mm-hmm. which really Howard. arguably is more impactful even than Anne Frank. I mean, it, it sort of complements Anne Frank. Don't miss the Dutch Resistance Against the Nazi Occupation Museum. Mm -hmm. And that never has a line. You'll be all alone in there. Is that in the city? It's in the city, yeah. Okay, great. All right, Caroline, thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. All right. Nika Johnson, thanks so much. And uh, it's nice to be up to date on Amsterdam. And and what an exciting place you have to call home. 88 beautiful canals. I'll end with that. We have a little tongue twister that we say. What is that? Um, 88 beautiful canals in Dutch means 88 prachtige grachten. So come see them. Say that again. 88 prachtige grachten. 88 beautiful canals. 88 beautiful canals. I'll be there. Nika, thanks again. Thanks for having me, Rick. Rick's weekly one-hour radio program, Travel with Rick Steves, airs in more than 130 cities across the country. Help yourself to free podcasts of past shows and audio tours of Europe's greatest sites and museums in the radio section of our website. For the latest on Rick's radio and TV work, his guidebooks, and his European tours with small groups, visit ricksteves.com.